good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. My guest, Colleen Presbridge, is a former missionary and Montessori teacher living with her husband, grandmother, and children in the state of Michigan. She's the author of a fascinating new book called Marian Consecration for Families with Young Children. Yeah, Marian Consecration for Families with Young Children. You can visit her at elevatortoheaven.com. And I do want to talk about this because I, I think it's a real contribution uh, to the domestic church. Good to have you. It's nice to be here, yeah. Al. Let me uh, start with your own experience here, because you obviously, uh, from what I know, have been uh, involved in marrying consecration yourself. It's renewed re- regularly, but when did you start? Um, when I was in college, actually. I was about 20 years old, um, and I was in a prayer group at Emory University. And as we were praying together the four of us um we kept getting these images of mary we kept feeling her with us yeah um and so we went to our campus minister and to our pastor and said we we really feel like we're supposed to be doing something to honor our lady did you have a did you have a catholic president emory's a methodist school emory is a methodist school but it has (laughs) one heck of a catholic center yeah yeah um and so they you know told us to look at saint louis de montfort and they pointed us in the direction of his true devotion to Mary, mm-hmm. um, and we just sort of dove right in. Yeah. So my first consecration to Mary was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. I was 20 years old, um, and I haven't looked back since. It's honestly the best decision I ever made. Wow. That's great. That's great to hear. Uh, now, you felt compelled, as I understand it, to embark on this book because you think it's difficult for young children. Is that because of the language of St. Louis de Montfort? Does it, what is the problem? Well, I think that St. Louis' language is definitely tricky, and the concepts around Mary are, can be complicated. Um, and so as, I, as my old, oldest daughter was starting to get old enough and asking questions and mm-hmm. being interested, I wanted her to be able to participate with me. Um, and so I went looking for a resource for younger children and couldn't find any. Um, there are consecrations for teens and for adults and for yeah. um, children who are older, but there wasn't anything geared towards the domestic church yeah. with little kids. Right. Um, so my husband, being very supportive, said, well, y- you can write. <laughs> Go do it. Yeah. Um, and so you have this book. <laughs> Illustrations are great. Who who did those? Um, so her name is Rebecca Gorzinska. She's an um, expat living in Poland. You oh. can find her art at Delfina Rose Art. Um, she Very spent nice. a year Very and nice. a half working on these. They're 33 original wow. watercolors. Wow. Um, Beautiful. And they're all purposefully um, different ethnicities, different cultures mm-hmm. are depicted so that every family and every child can see their own Represented culture. somewhere mm-hmm. there, yeah. No, very good. Um, let's talk about basic questions. What yeah. is a Marian consecration? So a Marian consecration is offering yourself, your you know, body and soul and good deeds and past, present, and future to Our Lady with the understanding that Mary always leads us to Jesus. And she always leads us to Jesus by the easiest route. Hmm. Um, So it's giving everything to her so that she can give it to him. And when we come to him with her, 
were even more pleasing in his sight. Mm-hmm. And how long does it take to make a Marian consecration? So there are lots of different versions. Um, the two major ones are St. Maximilian Colby's consecration, which is just a, a one-day um, thing, mm-hmm. um, and St. Louis's version, which requires 33 days of preparation. Okay. Um, I personally love the St. Louis version um, because I think it's such a it is such a major life decision um, that it does take time to prepare your heart um, and to go deeper and to just grow. You write in the book about the importance of ritual uh, in the home. Tell us what you mean and why that is so important. So ritual for my family um, is the... The security for children is very important. So children, um, when they have things that they know that they can expect. So, for example, if we always say our evening grace, you know, before our meal. And like, at, for example, at Advent, um, we do our evening grace. Mm-hmm. We sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We light the candle. We do the readings. We eat our meal. Um, the pattern of that 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 sets up Um, puts the children at ease, Mm -hmm. and they feel more peaceful and more able to enter in because they're not worrying about what's coming next. So ritual for children can be a great way to draw them into the faith, just like the Mass, right? Like we know what's coming, we fall into those patterns, and we are able to go deeper because it's not new every time. Yeah, yeah. It not only reassures us about what's coming, but it also smooths out what pa- what's past. So, mm-hmm. conflicts that might be there, irritations that might be there, are often forgotten once you re- re-enter uh, the family ritual or whatever ritual, mass even. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, be, you say be flexible. Uh, this is, I'm sure, important. Why don't you explain why? Um, so with any, as with anything with children, you want to have, you know, your boundaries and your rituals, but you also need to have flexibility because sometimes there's a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, the kids didn't sleep well or there's a family event or something, you know, unexpected happens in the day. And so one of the things that I write in this book is that it is designed to be 33 days. Um, and typically for adults, we do that all in a row. Um, but if for your family, you can make once a week work, sure. like praise Jesus, that's perfect. You know, if you miss a day and need to double up, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that you find what fits for your family and for your children. Um, it's open-ended enough to allow for whatever your domestic church looks like. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, so, what is the con- for those who are unfamiliar? What is the content? What is the what do you do for a consecration? So, well, for this one, um, it's set up into different sections. Um, so, the first thing that the children are going to learn about is who Mary is. Um, they're going to learn about <coughs> um, major apparitions. And we'll tell the story of the apparitions. There's a Lexio Divino um, section where you can teach your child how to pray, you know, in this ancient way as the church does, Mm -hmm. um, that looks at the important moments in Mary's life that are in Scripture. Um, And there's, um, gosh, there's so much. Um, What can we learn from Mary? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so for every day, there is a short meditation. Um, there's an illustration. And then at the bottom of the page, there are these little conversation starters. They're designed to help you as a parent um, draw your child out to get into mm-hmm. what they're thinking. What are they seeing? What are they noticing? Um, and then at the back of the book, there's an there's a parent section. And so for every day, there's a note for the parents that you can read beforehand that just offers tips and hints for how to talk about some of these topics, um, more information that you might find fascinating, where to find different pieces of doctrine, um, things like that, the full scriptures, um, just to help along the way. So yeah. if you as a parent are still new to you know, Marian theology. Yeah, it's all right there at your fingertips. Most most Catholics actually are not especially familiar. Right. I mean, they, they may have devotions and things, but there's not been a lot of teaching on theology of Mary for a while. So that's so true. Yeah. No, it's good. That's good. Yeah, I see you have important moments in Mary's life too. So there has this uh, kind of biographical sequence mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yep. This is actually this is one of the interesting things. Before I returned to the Catholic Church, I, you know, I was under the impression that, well, of course, Mary, you know, you respect her, but uh, you get the impression, well, but she's not mentioned that often. But it's where she's mentioned that's so important. She shows up all the important places. She's there, you know. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing. Um, once I saw that, I thought, wow. Catholic Church has really learned uh, how to read uh, Scripture with its with proper proportion, uh, and they can attribute to the Marian incidents the degree of importance that they deserve. Uh, what, what ages are we looking at here? Well, so the first time I did this with my daughter, she was about two and a half. Really? Um, yep. She's our little Therese. You, you surprised me <laughs> on that. Two and a half. So, wow. And that's why the illustrations are so vibrant. That's why the meditations are succinct. Yeah. Um, it's so that it still engages um, and that it can be done with very young children. But there's enough meat in it that as the child gets older... Um, so even I've had children of eight, of nine and ten find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, so it's really for a broad age because our families sure. are broad. Uh, what kind of questions come up? What kind of questions do kids bring up? Do they bring up questions, or do you have to kind of pull teeth? Um, sometimes it's a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. So my daughter Gianna. Um, asks a ton of questions um, and they're often you know theological questions mm-hmm. so she wants to know about you know the assumption she wants to know about <laughs> you know purgatory and yeah. she wants to know about what is hell like and she wants to know about the specifics of heaven and she's so that's her um, my son is a thinker and he sits back and ponders and huh. so for, you know, a day or two, he's going to, like, mull something over. And then at the oddest moments, he'll come out with, you know, a question. Um, and that's why there are conversation starters is because sometimes kids don't know how to put things into words. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they do need you to kind of pull things out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some kids are very uh, loquacious. They have questions. They like questions. Uh, they mm-hmm. like to be heard asking questions. Yes. <laughs> and other kids don't. They are much more passive and uh, observant and uh, trying to establish what's going on here. 
Mm-hmm. So you have how to be in the presence of God. This is day 11. And <clears throat> so just explain to me, what do you, how do you communicate that to two-and-a-half-year-old or seven-year-old? Well, you bring it back to... Um, you bring it back to family and to relationships, right? Because mm-hmm. Mary was a real person, and she was in relationship with both the Holy Spirit and with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that idea of staying present, um, you talk about as a family, mm-hmm. you know, like what, how to listen to God, how to hear him, mm-hmm. how to talk to him. Um, and I think that those are all things children can understand. Um, sometimes we forget that they actually yeah. grasp concepts yeah. much more deeply than we realize. Yeah. Well, the, actually, the cognitive sciences have uh, made the point. I think a fellow's name is Justin Barrett, who was the fellow who wrote on this, that um, uh, very young children uh, actually do uh, assume that there's a kind of a invisible moral agent out there mm-hmm. who's responsible. So I think children are very they're very naturally drawn to the Lord. So. Colin, thanks so much. Good being with you and uh, keep me informed. Huh? Marian consecration for families with young children. Colleen Presbridge, our Sunday visitor, published it. We'll talk again. Thank you so much, Al. Yeah, we'll have it available, of course, in the online bookstore as well.